How many of you can tell me why there's sin in the earth? How many of you can tell me that? Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's pretty good, Linda. Yes, yes, that's, that's, they're all good answers. <laughs> I'm going to have to watch you, Jeff, I don't know. But anyway, <laughs> that one, you know, of any of them, that one will probably stick in their mind. <laughs> Write that on page four, yeah, right. Okay, yeah, so, so we, it, you know, and it's like I told everybody the last couple of weeks, these these classes are not only for uh, growing you spiritually to understand the Word of God better, but, and, and, but it's to help you be able to present it to your friends, your neighbors. And, and you know, we, we all know there's a flood of people that are coming in, really. And so we have to be ready to tell them why they, why they are walking around with the sin nature. We have to be ready to tell them what to do to to get free of that and to be in a place of repentance and to love God with all their hearts. We have to be able to tell them that as a believer in Christ Jesus. And so, you know, we all have made that decision to accept Jesus as Lord and believe in our heart. The Romans says that we believe in our heart and confess with our mouth that we are saved. Now, I'm, I'm probably stepping on Jerry's message next week a little bit, but I think it's important that we know how to how to get born again so that we can tell someone else how to be go, get born again. Amen? Amen? So, um, okay, Genesis 2.9 is where we'll start today. And I, 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 um, I, I, you know, I'm okay. I'm okay. I really like it when God wants to do something in the service. And, and uh, he has his say in his way. And that's been my heart prayer. And um, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll do what we can here. Um, Genesis 2.9. I'm reading this out of the Amplified. And out of the ground, the Lord God made to grow every tree that is pleasant to the sight or to be desired. Of course, you know, I've left a lot out. I'm, I'm not reading the whole beginning or the whole creation. I'm just getting to the the part that that this that we're focusing on um, pleasant to the sight or to be desired that was good suitable pleasant for foods the tree of life also in the center of the garden and the tree of knowledge of the difference between good and evil and blessing and calamity now which one of those trees did God tell him not to eat out of eat from the knowledge of good and evil. So if you have your Bible, you can underline that. And, and then it goes on to explain more. But God's design was for um, Adam and Eve to live in the garden. And this, is our, this was for us, too, at the same time. To live in the garden where they, all their needs were met. There was no sickness and disease. They were, um, they were well able to take care of. They had a job. And they, they had abundant food and they had fellowship with God all the time. Amen? Amen. All the time. So, so, um, and you know, the other thing, they didn't have to, they wouldn't have had to deal with death either. Mm-hmm. The Garden of Eden was just everything 
taken care of for you, everything met, food-wise, everything, everything. But because they missed it and ate from the tree of the good of good and evil, it brought sin into the world, brought death into the world, brought sickness and disease into the world, brought fear and torment, every kind of bondage you can think of. Because who became God of this earth then when that happened? The devil became God of this earth. He had, he had that right. So, so we were in kind of a pickle, weren't we, at that point in time when everything was handed over to the enemy, was handed over. And so um, then 2.16 goes on. And this, this, well, this is just saying again, and the Lord God commanded the man saying, you may freely eat of every tree of the garden, except of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and of blessing and calamity. You shall not eat for in the day that you eat of it, you shall surely die. Now, was that a physical death? That was a spiritual death that they died. They died. They lost their relationship with God. They lost everything in the midst of that. That was a, that was a, um, um, they were told not to eat that tree or they would die. Well, see the the spiritual death also shortened. You know, how long did Adam live? Was it 900 and some years? Do you know exactly 900 and something like that? See, we don't live 900 years now. We're doing good if we get up to 100 or 118 or 120, whatever. <laughs> We're doing good that way. But, but see, because there was a spiritual death, it causes the flesh to decay and everything else. And so so Adam and Eve, um, they disregarded. And, and I want you to see over in Romans six twenty three. you can look there if you want to. I believe I can quote this, but we'll just turn there anyway. Romans six twenty three. Does anybody have it? They want to quote it or share it, read it. Yes. Yes. The wages of sin is death. That's Romans 6.23. For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Eternal life. So our, our life does not end if you have accepted Jesus as Lord. We have eternal life. Okay. Um, so they were separated from God at that point, and they needed to come at Adam and Eve and all of crea- um, all of the people that have come behind them need to be reconciled back to God. So who came to do the reconciliation? Jesus came to do that. Amen. Jesus came to do the reconciliation. And so I just want to talk a little bit more about um, the sin area. Romans five, Romans five, please. Romans 5.12. Therefore, just as through one man, one man, one man. And who was that? The one man? Adam. Adam. Through, therefore, just through one man, sin entered into the world and death through sin. And so death spread to all men because all have sinned. So it was just that one disobedient act that Adam did caused sin and death to spread to all men. Okay. Okay, um, for, for until, verse 13, for until the law, sin was in the world, but sin is not imputed when there is no law. I mean, it's not, when there's no law, they don't know what, what is and isn't sin. So it was never put to work until there was the law. 14, nevertheless, death reigned from Adam until Moses, even over those who had not sinned in the likeness of the offense of Adam, who is the type of him who was to come. 
But the free gift is not like the trans, is not like the transgression. For if by the transgression of the one many died, much more did the grace of God and the gift by the grace of the one man, Jesus Christ, abound to many. So what that's saying is that the free gift that Jesus came to do and die on the cross for us, that was given to everybody that will accept Jesus as Lord, will receive that free gift. Amen. Don't mean to be stepping on your message next week. <laughs> huh? I'll be sure. Okay. Well, okay. Maybe I should finish mine next week anyway. Okay. So through one man, one man sin sin entered. Okay, so then uh, Romans 5, and we're going to jump down a little bit to 15. So then as through one transgression, there resulted condemnation to all men. Even so, through one act of righteousness, there resulted justification of life to all men. Again, saying the same thing again. The word of God saying the same thing. Through one act that Adam did, sin went to everybody. Through one act that Jesus did, what went to everybody? eternal life there's a qualification there though everybody can have eternal life if they accept jesus as lord eternal life is living forever with him in heaven amen but you have to accept jesus as lord and when you do that that means that sin there is no more sin and there should be no more you shouldn't be serving any sin period you shouldn't be serving any sin period If you're serving sin, that means you didn't really receive everything that Jesus did for you on the cross. (laughs) Amen? Amen. 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 Let's see. I don't know. Let's see here. uh, Verse 19. For as through the one man's disobedience, the many were made sinners. Even so, through the obedience of the one, the many will be made righteous. Okay? It's saying the same thing again. The Bible is not complicated at all. He's just saying the same thing. He's wanting you to get it. He's wanting you to get it. And the law came in that the transgression might increase, but there, but where sin increased, grace abounded all the more. That as sin reigned in death, even so grace might reign through righteousness to the eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen? Okay, let's go back to Romans 3, just for Romans 3. So death was reigning at that point. At that point in time, because Jesus hadn't, there hadn't been that restoration. Um, Romans 3, please. 9, starting with verse 9. He was talking about, um, I mean, you'd have to read up above that. The Jews and the Greeks, are they all under sin? As it is written, let's see, what then? Are we better than they? Not at all. For we have already charged that both Jews and Greeks are all under sin. Okay, so everybody, can you say everybody? Everybody. Is under sin. Is born into sin. Everybody is born into sin. I don't care if they're, um, if they're in um, Iran, Iraq. I don't care where they are. They've all been born into that sin nature. Everybody has. So when you know that these people are following the enemy, the devil, you can understand why there's so much chaos in some of these countries. You know, when you see a lot of the third world countries that are poor and impoverished, they're not serving God, are they? They're serving some, some other God. 
They're serving some other God in these foreign, in these foreign countries. They have not made Jesus as Lord. And you can see where our country has slipped, uh, has slipped a whole lot because we quit serving God. The church walked away. The church said, oh, we're okay. We're okay. We're okay. We're just going to do grace, 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 grace. Nah, grace, uh, uh-uh, uh, grace. If you, if you're in sin, repent. You're not going to heaven if you're in sin. Black and white. You're not going to heaven if you're in sin. You're not. So that's why it's important to get born again from a heartfelt repentance. Accept Jesus as Lord. Amen. Amen. Nine. Let's see. Verse nine. Okay. So there is none righteous, not even one. Verse 10 of Romans three. There is none who understands. There is none who seeks for God. All have turned aside. Together they have become useless. There is none who does, who does good. There is not even one. Their throat is an open grave. With their tongues they keep, they keep deceiving. The poison of ass is under their lips. Whose mouth is full of cursing and bitterness. Their feet are swift to shed blood. Destruction and misery are in their paths. And the path of peace have they not known. There is no fear of God. Verse 18, there is no fear of God before their eyes. They have, do not have a fear of God. They don't fear God because they don't understand. And, and, and they, don't, they don't care. They don't understand that there's a judgment coming for them. Amen? There is no fear of God before their eyes. Now we know that whatever the law says, it speaks to those who are under the law, that every mouth may be closed and all the world may become accountable to God. Because by the works of the law, no flesh will be justified in his sight. For through the law comes the knowledge of sin. See, the law was given, you know, Moses, you guys know Moses and the Ten Commandments, the law was given. So they, they could kind of, okay, okay, that's not good. This is not good. You know, so they had a little bit to follow. But even though, even if they were trying to follow the law, the law is still, there's still sin. Okay? Law comes the knowledge. When you have that law knowledge, then you're still in a place you're still in a place of sin because Jesus has not paid the price for the, your eternal redemption. Amen. Is that clear? I mean, okay. <laughs> okay. Let's look at John eight, please. In the amplified. So uh, write these scriptures down. I think uh, Richard has some of them down. Some of these are my own. Anyway, <laughs> um, Richard had some of them down on there. Um, and some of them I didn't use some of them he had down. If he was here, he'd probably be teaching his, <laughs> but I used some of his. Amen. Okay. Um, John eight, uh, in the amplified, oh, this is just, there's just a, this is just all so good. Um, so Jesus said to those Jews who have believed in him, if you abide in my word, hold fast to my teachings and live in accordance with them, you are truly my disciples. Okay. And you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. They answered him, We are Abraham's offspring and have never been in bondage to anybody. What do you mean by saying you will be set free? Jesus answered them, I assure you, most solemnly I tell you, whoever commits and practices sin is slave to sin. Is slave? You're a slave to sin, but you're you're a slave actually to the enemy, to the devil. But you're a slave of sin. Okay? I'm, I'm going to do this. This was supposed to be later. But 
Okay, let's see who should we use. Gage, I had you before church. I'm sorry, but come here. Gage is just a big guy. He's he's a big guy, you know. And I'm I'm just gonna play it here. Oh, let's see, that's not me. <laughs> uh, well, I don't think it'll go there. And oh wait, yeah, it will. Okay, yeah, get wherever you want to put that. It's fine. <laughs> you know, when I was um, showing, uh, I was showing big, big, big bowls. You know what I mean by a big bowl? Yeah. <laughs> the bulls were taller than me. That's a big bull. <laughs> anyway, you would show them, you know, you'd have, you'd have the, there would be just a, a, a ring that would clamp in their nose like this, you know. And they obeyed that ring, let me tell you. <laughs> and I'm really glad they did because they were bigger than me. And anyway, so, so they, they would follow that. They would follow that when you, you'd lead them, you know, just like I'm going to do this. And see, he's enslaved to sin. I'm the enemy. Okay, I'm the enemy. He's enslaved to sin. He's going to go wherever I time to go. And he's going to do whatever I time to do. Okay, and I'm not going to tell you to hit him, but the enemy might tell you that. Anyway, okay, okay. <laughs> he's enslaved to sin, so he's going to do whatever I time to do, right? Yep, if you don't give up that sin area, it's going to, it's just going to stay right with you, and you're going to have to do everything the devil tells you to do. Amen? Yeah, because you're in bondage to sin. But you know what happens when what happens when you accept Jesus as Lord? You're free from sin. You're you're cut the rope. No, don't cut the rope. This is my lasso here. You're you're free from sin. Okay, wait a minute. Put your arm back in there. Okay, you're free from sin. You're supposed to be free from sin, right? You're supposed to be free from sin. But what if you're still doing something that's wrong with? The enemy still has a hold of you, doesn't he? Yeah. The enemy, I, yeah, I'm going to jerk you around wherever I want you to go, even with that one sin thing. You think you're free? <laughs> no. What? What was that? No. No. Okay. Because why aren't you free? You got. You still got a sin hold on you. I don't want to leave any marks. So there you go. <laughs> yeah. So see, we can accept Jesus as Lord. But are we going to, and that's why the surrender thing in worship, I'm done with you, thank you. That's, that's why the surrender thing was so important in worship, because he wants us to make room for, for him. So if we're going to make room for him, even though we accepted Jesus as Lord, there's still flesh things that want to hang on. And that's why, that's why I demonstrated that a little bit. So we need to be free from all sin. And that's, our, that's where we're going. That's what we need to be doing is get ourselves free, period. Amen? Period, period. Because see, Jesus paid the price for us to be free. Every time we stay in a place of sin, we slap him in the face. We say, you weren't worthy. You weren't worthy to die on the cross for me because I still want my sin. I still want to do things that are wrong. Amen? So we slap him in the face and we make make a point of that he is of no value. His blood was of no value. And you know what? If you say, if, if you... Make a point of his blood being of no value. It won't be any value to you. It won't be any value to you when you come, when you come to a place where you have to believe for healing. It won't be any value to you when it comes to a place where you have to believe God for finances. It won't be of any value to you if you, have to, if you come to a place where you, you want to be free from fear. 
Because, see, the blood of Jesus has paid that price. He's paid that and set you free from everything, everything, everything. That's why it's so important that we line ourselves up with the word of God. We're obedient to the word of God. We do what the word of God says, and we are his disciples. And you see, that was in a verse a little bit earlier. We are his disciples when we obey him. Amen? Okay, so um, let's see, where were we? Um, Okay, we were down, we were over here. Um, Whoever commits and practices sin is the slave of sin. Now, a slave does not remain in a household permanently uh, um, forever. The son of the house does remain forever. So if the son liberates you, makes you free men, then you are really and unquestionably free. Amen? Yes, I know that you are, well, this I'm on verse 37. Yes, I know that you are Abraham's offspring, yet you plan to kill me because my word has no entrance, makes no progress, does not find any place in you. I tell you the things which I have seen and learned at my father's side, and your actions also reflect what you have heard and learned from your father. (laughs) Well, who was their father? Because they were wanting to kill Jesus. Who was their father? The devil. Yeah, they 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 retorted. Abraham is our father. Jesus said, if you were truly Abraham's children, then you would do the works of Abraham. You would follow his example and do as Abraham did. But now instead you are wanting and seeking to kill me a man who has told you the truth, which I have heard from God. This is not the way Abraham did. You do the works of your father, which is the devil. You do those works. They considered those works. Amen. The things that we do, the sin things we do are, are the devil's works. Have you ever thought about it like that? Yeah. They said to him, we are not illegitimate children and born of fornication. We have one father, even God. Jesus said to them, if God were your father, you would love me and respect me. Because basically he's come from the presence of the father. Verse 43. Why do you you misunderstand what I say? It is because you are unable to hear what I am saying. You cannot bear to listen to my message. Your ears are shut to my teaching. You know, a lot of the church is unable to hear what the Lord is saying to them as well. The church has got their ears shut. They got their ears shut because, and you'll find that um, uh, when people don't want to hear the truth or they don't want to walk away from their sin, they'll go somewhere where they can hide in their sin. They'll go to a religious indoctrinated church that they can hide in their sin and the word of God is not going to convict them of it because most churches won't stand up here and tell you you're in sin. You're going to hell. If if you're in sin, most churches won't stand up there and do that because they like their money coming in. (laughs) Oh my goodness, Lord. Okay. Verse 44, you are of your father, the devil, and it is your will to practice the, the lusts and gratify the desires which are characteristic of your father. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. When, and again, we're talking about the devil. When he speaks a falsehood, he speaks what is natural to him. For he is a liar himself and the father of lies and of all that is, and of all that is false. So the, the father of lies is who? The devil, okay. That's one thing you could start doing is stop lying. Every time you lie, you just show yourself being 
a, a, a son of the devil, basically, every time you lie. You're a son of the devil. You, there should be so much conviction on you when you lie. You can't stand. You couldn't even stand in one spot and say, say what you're lying. There should be so much conviction as a church. I was going to ask some of you, how do you know you're convicted? How do you know you're convicted? How do you know? If you've accepted Jesus as Lord and you go to, you go to do a, a, a wrong thing, a sin thing, you should have a conviction on the inside of you telling you, stop it. Don't do that. It's wrong. Because see, his law has been written on our heart. So when we accept Jesus as Lord, those laws are right there. Those laws are right there. Whether you know what the word of God says or not, God's going to stop you if you want to listen to him. But if you think my, my flesh wants to have a little tickle here and there, I'm going to go do it anyway. That's what happens to these guys. I can tell you story after story of guys that wanted a little tickle and they went and got some drugs and their life is over now. They didn't live a long life. The wages of sin is death. Amen. They did not live a long life. So when you have a witness, when the, when the devil is telling you something to do, you, your witness on the inside, if you have God living in you, should be telling you, stop it. Don't do that. Don't go there. Don't say that. If you say that, you're going to go to hell. Stop it. If you do that, you're going to go to hell. It should be screaming in your ear. I mean, I can look back in a time frame in my life. And it, it, I, it wasn't years or anything like that, maybe a couple of years, but I knew I was wrong. I was in the wrong place. I was doing the wrong thing. I knew it. I just knew it. I get convicted every time, every time. At that time, I didn't have a lot of understanding on conviction, but I can look back now and I know that the Lord was trying to help me walk out of that. He was telling me, don't do that anymore. Don't do that anymore. The minute you start something small, and you do something that he tells you not to do, you harden your heart against him, telling you ever again. And then pretty soon you're doing something more than just that little thing. It's combined with that. And besides, when then you start doing something more, and something more, and something more, and if you don't get to a place of repentance, you're in hell. Anyway, you know, Zach, can you tell, share about your, what your witness feels like on the inside to you? Everybody, it could be different. Um, everybody could be Jerry. Can you tell? I think you've experienced that before. You're like a witness when, and Lynette, and Lynette has too. Do you have a, just a brief little that you can share, you know, what your witness feels like when you know you're missing it? Yeah, Zach. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not an audible voice, but just that notion of stop, stop what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It just kind of like nags you. Just nags you. Physically, it's just, you know, like a, almost like an anxiousness. Maybe your heart, heart rate might increase. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm, yeah, yeah. That helps you understand a little bit. I wanted, I wanted the Lord told me to... To have stop that and do that because a lot of people don't know how how to experience the witness of the spirit and and more of that becomes you become more sensitive to that as you pray in tongues as you read your word as you fast as you seek him in worship like we did this morning you become more sensitive to that amen okay let's see are we done with this one Mm-mm. um 
Let's go up to um, verse 45, please. But because I speak the truth, you do not believe me. Do not trust me. You don't rely on me or adhere to me. Who of you convicts me of wrongdoing or finds me guilty of sin? Then if I speak truth, why do you not believe me? Trust me, rely on and adhere to me. Verse 47, whoever is of God listens to God. Those who belong to God hear the words of God. This is the reason that you do not listen to, to them or to me, because you do not belong to and are not of God or in harmony with God. I like that last part that I put, or in harmony with God. You may, you may know God and God's working on you, but if you're not in harmony, let's say you're over here doing a sin thing, you, you've accepted Jesus as Lord, you're over here doing a sin thing, you are not in harmony with God. So, so you're going to close your ears off to the truth. Amen? To the truth when it tries to penetrate that. How many of you have experienced some of the stuff I've been talking about? Know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Um, so we talked about uh, Jesus setting us free. And let's see. Um, we are enslaved to God when we've, ex- we've accepted Jesus as Lord. We are enslaved to God. So if you're enslaved to God, there should not be room. There should not be room to, for any sin. You, your, your spirit, soul, and body is all focused on worshiping God, all focused on serving God, all focused on hearing what he has to say to correct you, all focused on praying to God, all focused. Amen? All focused. There is, if, you're, if you're spirit, soul, and body, you're all focused on serving God, you're not going to have time to serve sin or serve the, serve the devil. Amen? Amen? Okay, so... Um, all right. So we are Titus 3, 3 through 6. Um, I think we'll, we'll, we'll do this one, and I think um, we'll stop. And then mine, the rest of mine, Jerry, kind of goes with your yours next week, um, the repentance area. I'll, I'll finish up, and then you can do the born again. Do you have repentance on yours too? I haven't looked at yours yet. Yeah, okay. All right, so I want to finish this up, but I want us to give a... Um, can't, can't go yet, folks. Can't go. <laughs> la, 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 la. Okay. Um, Titus, we're going to Titus. Did I say that once already? Um, Titus 3, yeah, 3 through 6. It's, again, it's talking about being enslaved. Um, okay. Titus 3. 3. For we also once were foolish ourselves, disobedient, deceived, enslaved to various lusts and pleasures, spending our life in malice and envy, hateful, hating one another. You know, you know hating somebody is just as bad as murdering somebody. Sin wife. <laughs> I like these youth over here. <laughs> they go, what? <laughs> I can hear them going, what on the inside? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hating somebody, forgiving, not forgiving them is the same. God doesn't see sin any different, guys. God doesn't see sin any different. There's still the opportunity to repent and ask God to forgive you and, and uh, cleanse you from all unrighteousness. The minute you do that, if you're serving a life prison sentence, the minute you do that, you have a home in heaven. 
Amen? Okay. Okay, for um, but verse 4, But when the kindness of God our Savior and his love for mankind appeared, he saved us not on the basis of deeds which we have done in righteousness, but according to his mercy by the washing of regeneration and renewing by the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out upon us richly through Jesus Christ our Savior. Amen? Amen. I'm gonna, we're going to stop there, and we'll pick up mine next week. Uh, so be sure and bring your repentance, your the, your first sheets that you brought today or that you've got today. Bring those today, and um, and then there'll be the next group next week. And I would encourage you to try to stay uh, abreast of all of them. I would encourage you to try to keep up with what we're doing um, and hearing them. Uh, they will be up on the website as soon as possible. If you don't, if you miss one. Uh, you can catch it on the website, okay? But I, I want to do this. Um, I want to take you through a, a, a prayer of repentance. And so let's let's just do that. And if there's something you didn't deal with earlier, now's the time to repent and ask God to forgive you. Okay? And, and okay. Say this, Father God, I thank you that you sent Jesus to die for me. Only me. If there was nobody else, it was for me. So I ask you, Father, to forgive me of all sin in my life. I repent and I, I receive forgiveness. And cleansing from all unrighteousness. And I thank you that Jesus is my Lord. I accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior. I make a choice to serve him. Not the devil, but serve God. Every minute, every moment. Of every day. Because I declare. And I believe in my heart. And I declare it with my mouth. That Jesus. Is. My Lord. Amen. 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 God is good. Name all the time. Yeah, you're right. That's exactly what I was looking for. God is good. Say that. God is good. All the time. God is good. All the time. All the time. All the time. God, you are good. Amen. Amen.